Hello and welcome to The Little Tangerine Show. Tonight's episode is sponsored by The Depot Print House located at 714 West Emery Road in Powell, Tennessee. The Depot Print House is our number one stop for all of our screen printing and custom merchandise needs. On tonight's episode we talk about the Tennessee Vols gritty win against the Auburn Tigers led by Bruce Pearl. Should Vols fans be ashamed at our recent success without a national football championship? Super Bowl predictions. And Big Drew's game day ritual may be in dire jeopardy. All of this and much much more on today's episode. Now to your hosts Big Drewski and Casper. Hey guys, what is up? Uh, Big Drewski here, as well as my co-host on the bottom, Casper. Welcome, welcome. Uh, this is the Little Tangerine Show. This is uh, Season 2, Episode 6, I believe. If I screwed that up, uh, I will fix that in the uh, in the post-edit there. But welcome, welcome. If you hadn't already, click like, click subscribe. Make sure you click on the bell. That way you know anytime we post a new podcast or video. If you want all my links, just hit up the link tree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash Big Ladrewski. And also, if you would like to have your voice heard on the podcast... Uh, there's a link on there for that as well. You can leave a voicemail, ask a question, cuss us out. Um, the, poss- the possibilities are in- Yeah, Casper does no wrong. Um, the possibilities are endless, though. Um, I will. I'm sure by the time you... I'm just going to go ahead and pub it. That way I'm kind of forced to, but I'm sure you guys will... It'll be up by the time you guys are hearing this later, but uh, I'm going to have a website up. It's going to be www.bigdrewski.com. That's probably going to be the easiest way to get the links to all my stuff, podcasts, funny videos, uh, me, you know, uh, making fun of Ohio State and or Georgia fans, maybe Dallas Cowboys fans. If I'm good, I can do it all in the same whack, which I'm not going to lie to you. I've been on my game today. We, we've been doing some major trolling. So, also, me and old Casper here are, because uh, I'm a NASCAR fan now, um, yeah. unof- mm-hmm. <laughs> unofficially, um, Marty Truex Jr., uh, what's his name, the other guy Martin you told me to like? Truex Jr., oh, I don't, oh Noah Gregson. Yep. But he got rid no, of all the he liked, so. Noah's grandson. Um yeah. Was uh, not uh, awesome, Bill from Dawsonville, but his son. Because that's my driver. I can't. I, you just can't. You have to pick somebody else. It's, it's free country. Uh, now, what's the other guy though? Oh, <laughs> uh, Ricky Bobby in the flesh. What's his name? Uh, oh, the guy that just did a full-on mother effing send in that race. Just thing. Ross Chastain, the last yes. great American left. No watermelon man. It just thunder stomped the pedal to the ground and said, freedom. That's one of the greatest things ever. But I am a, a an unofficial NASCAR fan now trying to get back into it. Casper is the racing nut. If you like racing, NASCAR, dirt racing. He probably talks about lawnmower racing, I'm sure, too. He's got his own podcast called the uh, Caution Flag Contemplations. I got it right. So 
but yeah, to those of you that are watching this live on the interwebs, welcome. Feel free to chime in. Again, we're basically recording a podcast, but um, this whole thing started from the lives anyway. So feel free to say howdy anytime. If it just chime up. I mean, it gets us pumped. I'm going to need it today anyways, because as Casper knows, I started at 1 a.m. this morning, and I've been to Memphis and back to Knoxville area, and I, I'm dragging a little bit. I'm 32 now. I can't be doing these these uh, you know these long road trips like that. That's a road a young man's game. I can't be doing that. Yeah, you're not. Quit acting like you're old. 32 years young. You know, you're starting to get old when you like are excited to walk into Home Depot. Like it kind of gets your rocks off. Like that's kind of, that's one of the first steps. Um, you know, when you start getting to that, that B level or that number two phase though, is when you, you, you finally just say, you know what? Screw it. I'm wearing house slippers. I don't care who sees me. And I'm also going to wear the biggest, thickest, most comfortable socks that I can find because why not? Um, power move. Yeah, you just you get to where you're like, hey, you yeah. know what? Screw it. I don't care. Yeah, um, I and the, the older I get, the more I'm like, you know what? It is what it is. Uh, Dirty Max 002 constantly changing his username says, damn you old man. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, so a lot of stuff happened today. Uh, we're going to get into the volunteer stuff first. So if you're not a Vols fan, just, you know, uh, turn your hearing aids down. Uh pull an earbud out, whatever you got to do. We're going to cover some in-house stuff first, and then we're going to come back to uh, some other stuff like, hey, Tom Brady retired. We're going to talk about it. Um, is Dion going to go to the playoffs first two years? I mean, we got we got some stuff we're going to oh. cover, and then I'm sure you guys are going to pop up too and say some random, just off-the-wall just stuff. I'm trying to not cuss on these as much, but it's really hard. Um, Y'all are going to say some off-the-wall stuff, so – uh, we're just we're just gonna go on a ride. But the Tennessee Vols today won in the most ballsiest fashion that they possibly could on the basketball court today, forty-six to forty-three at home against the Auburn Auburn Tigers, which is coached by none other than Bruce Pearl, who's former head coach of the Tennessee Vols basketball team, one of my all-time yeah. favorite coaches. Yeah. Um, I, you know what? If you ain't cheating, you ain't winning. I, uh, uh, yeah, right, Bobby. Hardcore race fan told me that one time. Yeah, it's. I don't know who that guy was. They all do it. He just got caught, but he had some yeah. recruits over to his son's how like pool party or whatever. That was his quote unquote friends. Yeah, I mean, at least his wife wasn't writing them checks at the kitchen table. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> this is true. Um, but yeah, they ended up pulling it out. Uh, me and Casper's probably going to go back and forth a little bit, um, respectfully. Um, at least until our, our cohort may or may not get on here, although he's going to miss probably the only part he can contribute to. But e- either way, Vols won in the most Vols-iest fashion they possibly could. Number two for now ranked Tennessee Vols beat the number 25th ranked Auburn Tigers 46-43 at home. I personally love games like this. Uh I think we talked about that off the air a little bit earlier. I love these defensive, you know, just slugging matches like that. Um, I can't remember what your your stance was. It wasn't a hard stance, but you had a stance. 
it's a pretty hard stance that it's a disgusting basketball game if you can't break 100 between two teams that's 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 actually a pretty hard stance that i have yeah i don't see i don't think it's disgusting i actually like watching defensive games especially like nowadays when you know you got like steph curry who's like getting it on the inbound and turn around and pretty much just flipping it up from three-quarter court now and, and stuff like that uh, I actually like watching defensive just slugging matches. Now, it doesn't make for, like, good basketball uh, sponsors and all that. Like, you know, nobody wants to see two low-scoring teams. Um, but to me, I just thought we were we were watching two of the best teams in the SEC play each other. I mean, Bruce Pearl is kind of known for having a real stout defense, uh, although when he was at the Vols, he pretty well played like full court press the entire game too, which I thought was interesting, but uh, I just felt like we were watching two really good defenses duke it out. I mean, the Vols have had some struggles on offense anyways, but you know, I don't necessarily mind it, but I mean, what was kind of some of your takeaways? I mean, I know you, you said you got a litany of notes there as you're stacking right now. Uh, it's not really a litany of notes. It's it's really comes down to um one stat line field goal percentage okay uh let's see the tennessee volunteers we went from the floor 17 for 63 at 27 percent 27 percent that and that that's not the three-point line that's from the field okay so um that's disgusting um just kind of put it in perspective our average on the season shooting percentage is uh, 43.2. So, yeah, almost 20% under our average. Yeah, but did I mean, did you see what Auburn did, though? It, they did the same thing, but, I mean, that's it's terrible 20, basketball. I don't want to watch guys more shots. 23% from the field, 11. Yeah. They, they shot slightly better from on the arc. They actually hit their free throws pretty good you know, a lot better too. But I mean, like I said, for me, I mean, I was, now I watched, you know, the majority of the game. Um, I didn't watch every single play, but to me, like I said, I just seen two good defenses duking it out. I mean, we were hitting shots, but I mean, they were just playing stout defense and then we were playing stout defense. I mean, like I said, I, it's definitely not a pretty win, but in my mind, I was sitting there thinking like, oh, dude, this is great. They're just out there duking it out. Um, my biggest thing was, and again, going back to the balls, um, you know, Josiah Jordan James is really the only one that had a good-looking stat line. I mean, 15 points, uh, 14 rebounds. Um, you know, the the biggest takeaways for me, uh, you know, Ziegler, I mean, pretty much I think he only had like one point, and it was a – no, he had three points, but you know, hadn't really done anything all game until the very end when he started getting fouled. I mean, he did hit some clutch free throws, um, but you know, him and uh, Viscovi, they both were kind of like struggling. Where normally, like they're kind of the ones that we lean on. But to be honest with you, like and I've said it all year long, um, but in my opinion, uh, what's up, Tennessee football two four seven? Go balls, he says. Welcome, welcome. Um, but like I've said all week long or all year long, the I think the biggest problem with this team is so our defense. Well, let me back up. There's times we play championship basketball, and then there's times where we play balls basketball, which is just inconsistent and ugly and whatever. But I think that our defense 
is championship level defense. I mean, we're like first across the board in a lot of categories, second, third in a lot of categories, but that we just don't have like a, a the one guy that's like in pressure situations. Okay, we're going to give it to him and he's going to make something happen. Like Viscovi, Ziegler, they both shoot pretty good, but that's essentially if they're not necessarily open. But, I mean, you kick the ball out to them. If they can catch and shoot in a good spot, they can knock them down. Now, Viscovi, he can hit them with people in his face uh, a little bit more than Ziegler probably can. But, you know, I look at them more like kick-out guys, you know, shooting three or, or you know, like catch type, you know. But, like, we don't have anybody, you know, really that can penetrate consistently, create shots, uh, I've been saying all year long, I would like to see us dish it down low way more than we have been. But to me, the the main takeaways, now, Josiah Jordan-James, he's been hurt, you know, good chunk of the year. I think he missed like, I don't even know, like 11 of the first 13 or something games. Uh, Viscovi, he's kind of been in or out. So, like, we haven't had the full team on the court all year long. So they've kind of struggled a little bit, but you know, I think that all the pieces are there. It's just a matter of arranging them in the right way. I don't know if it's mixing the starting five up based on who we're playing. I don't know if it's, you know, I, I don't know, but to me, I mean, like I said, I personally would love to see us run the ball through Plotchich more. Um, I mean, I think that, from what I've seen today, I mean, he, he, he looks pretty good down low. Now, like we've talked about, sometimes on the kickouts outside he struggles, but I just, man, when you dish him the ball, for one, he just draws fouls like a mother. But for two, I just feel like if we start dishing it down low more, then it's going to open up Viscovi and Ziegler and some of those guys that can kind of hit those shots from outside. Because from what I've seen, like they're good, but they just they can't – when you lock them up and you focus on them, they have problems creating shots. And I feel like that's like one of the biggest things, you know, but, and that's kind of what happened today. They shut those two down and then we were kind of just, you know, looking elsewhere. But yeah. So the good but, news is, I mean, for as bad as we played and shot, we still won the game. So that's the good news. Uh, like I said, the biggest thing there is going to be the offensive production and who is it going to be? So we talk about uh, Ziegler and um, uh, the Scobie. Uh, let's see. Let's read off their their shot stat lines here. Uh, the the, the Scoby two for seven, two for seven. Um, Ziggler uh, zero for ten. So just maybe it's just an off day, bad game, tough loss there early in the week. Well, the it's day, definitely know, it's but. definitely an off. I mean, they've been averaging yeah. ten points or so a game. I mean, Ziggler, you know, he's more of like. He gets some points, but he's more of your assist guy anyways. But, I mean, having that extra 20-point cushion, I think, definitely hurt us now. Um, we had Kamwa stepped up, which he's been playing pretty much lots out, big O. Um, you know, he had nine points, which is a little bit, you know. Um, yeah. You know, there's some games where he's lots out, and there's other games where he struggles. But, you know, we had some guys step up and do what they had to do, but I, you know, I don't know if it's just one of those things where it's kind of like the reverse effect, um, where it's like 
you know, Tennessee, like, so Tennessee football is like all offense, no defense. And Tennessee basketball is like all defense and no offense where they exert so much energy on defense that when they get the ball back on offense, they struggle. Like I, like I said, to me, I'm just more old school. Like if the shots aren't going, then just drive the ball to the basket, try to, you know, either draw a foul, get an easy layup or kick it back out to the shooters. And I think that if we can get, and Ziegler in catch and shoot situations on the edge. I feel like they're going to be a lot better off. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the formula is going to be. I mean, I personally would like to see some more isolation and stuff, but I don't know that we really have anybody that's going to be good one on one taking somebody on. I mean, Josiah Jordan James, he did pretty good today creating shots where, you know, in the yeah, past we've kind of. Yeah, I mean, like, we've kind of struggled with that. And so, I don't know, maybe it's just with his knee being banged up or whatever. But um, I think that all the right pieces are there. I'm not sure how it's how it needs to be arranged, but um, it's just, you know, I don't know. I mean, I, like I said, I think it's all there. I just don't know how they're going to make the pieces fit where they need to fit. And it, it's to the point now where it's like, okay, we're, you know, it's it's February, you know, we got a month. So, but I mean, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter how ugly the season is, right? Like once you make it to the playoffs, like that's really, I mean, like once you hit March Madness, you just got to win the last one. But yeah, that's correct. Um, I think that the biggest thing, you know, that we have to watch right now is just somebody's going to have to step up. We don't want to get, so we played a bad game Wednesday. Uh, and then we played a not too hot game today. We really need to come out. I don't. Uh, next game, we really need to look a lot better. That's kind of my. That's that was my real point there. It's just the offense is going to have to play better because if it doesn't, we're kind of headed on a dangerous slide, in my opinion. Justin says shooting slumps happen. Defense played well. Credit to Auburn's defense as well. Glad to get the win. A struggle win is a win. That was the kind of the post that I made. But yeah, like I think that the. the the two biggest things that hurt us today was like Viscovi and Ziegler just never really got it rolling. And I mean, we were looking pretty good there late in the second half. Uh, there's about like eight minutes left. They started going on a run and looking real good. And then all of a sudden it's like, okay, we're about to do what we always do. Like Auburn's chunking back, had a pretty crappy turnover there just out of the blue. And then it was like, you know, just, it was like it started piling up a little bit. We're like, all right, well, here we go. We're about to screw something up, you know. Uh, that's that's our best move. But, I mean, ended up pulling it out. Now, me and you talked about this off air. I would be curious to see what the people that are watching think. But I thought the last play of the game was clearly a foul. Yeah. I mean, we. I think we fouled their shooter, whatever his name was. Uh I got it pulled up. I don't, I don't know if it was Wendell Green Jr. or if it was KD Johnson. Um, but anyways, uh, they get the ball with seconds left. He goes up to shoot it, and I think it was Big O maybe that came in came in for the block. But I mean, in my opinion, it was clear cut foul. Um, I, I don't want to be one of those people that's like, no, you know, just because it's my team. Like, no, it was it was a, it was clear. But I mean, to me, it looked like a clear foul. The announcers called it. They said they thought it was a clear foul. I mean, 
I, I thought it was kind of cut and dry. I know you said the same thing. We didn't, we don't have T Fitty on here right now. He may or may not be on here, but I am kind of curious to see what everybody else thinks. Justin said, don't forget Viscovi has been battling shoulder issues. Not sure his shot is a hundred percent pure right now. Yeah, we did cover that. Um, yeah. I mean, Vescovi's been hurt. Josiah Jordan James has all, all, obviously been hurt. So, yeah, I don't know. It's just, you know, and I mean, we never know what's going to, what's happening either. I mean, Chris Lofton, you know, his senior year, we we're like, my God, what are you doing? What's going on? And then come, come to find out he had cancer. Like, nobody yeah. knew it, but it was kind of like, Ur. but, uh, but yeah. Um, so we covered the foul. Uh, yeah, did you see, see um, Coach Pearl's quote after the game? Ooh, I did not. I think they, I was still driving at that point. He made like a – I saw it on Twitter later, but he he said something like um, when they were asking me, he said, yeah, we weren't uh, affected by the environment. And then he, at the end of that, said, yes, we, as in our, our team was not affected by the environment, implying that the refs were um, – Mm. You know, I think it's maybe the refs got a little nervous. Whatever. It's interesting because this is another one of these last second of the game calls, and because it's a penalty, it can't. It, you know, we don't review that. I'm not. I'm. We're about to go down and rabbit hole about reviews, but it, it to me, it's kind of comparable back to that Kansas City game last weekend that we talked about all week. So, um, it's interesting how these plays, these games, can really be affected by poor refereeing at the end. In the very last second of a game, it, it's it is interesting. But uh, well, now I did hear uh, Rick Barnes in the post game. He basically had said uh, something to the extent of like, I haven't went back and watched the play, so like I don't know for sure. But um, you know, he basically said like, you know, last week we had a, a call that didn't go our way, and so like it kind of is what it is. Like sometimes it goes in your favor, sometimes it doesn't. Like basically saying like. I don't know. Didn't see it. You know, we won. We benefited from it. We had some crappy calls. Like, it just kind of is what it is. Like, basically, like, I'm not going to deny it, but I'm not going to, you know, whatever. Like, I'm not going to deny it, but I'm also not going to acknowledge it or, you know, whatever. Um, yeah, that's. Just, I mean, it is part of the game. We talked, you know, that was part of that whole replay discussion we had the other yeah. day. But, um, you know, it just – Talking about the challenge the, flags? Yeah, well – we don't have that in basketball, but it's just the whole—it's the whole concept now that we have instant replay. I mean, you can get on the internet and watch this thing a thousand times from 150 different angles because there's seven million people in there with cell phones, right? And you can see all this stuff, so it definitely puts the refs at a lot more, um, like a disadvantage. Yeah, you know, it's a lot easier to second guess them, and you know, like we've said, our generation, you know, they're a bunch of losers and complain and think that, you know, we are owed everything. And sometimes we just need to own up and say, Hey, it happens and move on. So, yeah. Uh, I mean, the thing is like, you know, at the end of the day, obviously, you know, these are human beings out here just trying to do their job and stuff like that. I mean, I guess if it would have been me, I don't know if they just wanted to get out of there before they got, they got their heads ripped off or whatever. I, you know, I don't know, but, um, I guess if it would have been me, I would have probably tried to review it just from the standpoint of like, Hey, you know, let's make sure we got this right. But I mean, cause I was kind of sitting there waiting 
you know, again, because, I mean, like I said, I was watching it live, but I was kind of sitting there waiting, like, okay, are they going to review it? I guess we're done, which it was kind of funny because uh, there's a weird moment where Bruce Pearl was like, what are you doing? What are you – hey, good good game, buddy, good game. Yeah, you played yeah. – what are you doing? You know, but uh, it, it, was, it was just I mean, a weird really, finish. They can't, they can't review it, but it does bring up the question of why is it that we have review and we review nonsense, which brings up the whole challenge flag thing. But – um. Yeah, kind of. It just kind of. It is what it is. It's part of life. But um, the good news about basketball, in comparison to football, is uh, you know we're still we're still good. You know they're still good. They're still gonna make the tournament. You know two decent teams. So it doesn't ruin their whole season when you have a call like that in regular season. So that's the good news for them. Yeah. Sorry, I was listening, but I had. um, I guess I need to go into. Like silent mode or whatever. Wow. Let me see if I can try to see if I can like go whatever where it's like it doesn't have my messages popping up all the freaking time. Uh, I'm just going to turn that off. But yeah, I mean, well, I know we talked about it the other day in football. Like it, with the whole challenge thing, it's kind of like, I don't even remember what our stance was. I mean, we went off on a pretty, this is just on the phone we were talking, but we went off on a pretty long um, tangent of like the challenge flags. But we basically were like saying that like they should pretty much just have like a set number that they can use no matter what, right? Or I, I don't even remember. I know we had a long conversation about it. But. A lot of it was just like how to, you know, First of all, what we're talking about is the fact that college football doesn't have a challenge flag. You have to call a timeout. You don't get it back. We're talking about the difference in the NFL and college. We're talking about how in the NFL, um, I yeah, can live in college. With, uh, what was it? You got to you got to call a timeout, like yeah. make them look at it or something. But yes. you can only do it within a certain time or something. Yes. Well, it, you just have to you have to burn your timeout. And you don't get it back, so it doesn't matter. So you, you lose the timeout. In the NFL. Yeah. If you call a challenge and you lose it, then you lose a timeout. But if not, you get it back. Um, what we were talking about is just that, that like, we kind of like the system of the challenge. Well, at least I was saying I like the system of a challenge flag a little bit better than just we're going to review plays at random because we feel like oh, it. Yeah, because we were, we were basically yeah. saying, like, just do the reviews less but give the coaches, like, two yeah. or three challenges a half or something and just kind of be done with it and say, Hey, we're going to keep playing. You got three of them or two of them or whatever, throw them if you want. If not, we're going to keep it rolling. I think, yeah, I think yeah. that was kind of the, yeah, with our live calls instead of, instead of, you know, just reviewing every little thing. I mean, but that's just, um, that was my kind of my take on it. Like I, I think that there's some stuff that just, gets reviewed for no reason and then they clearly miss stuff that doesn't get reviewed so i kind of but what i was saying about the challenge flag is if you give a coach a challenge flag um they can't go into the locker room saying well i wish they would have reviewed it if they burnt that if you know because they had the opportunity and they didn't do it does that make sense yeah yeah um obviously that wouldn't matter in this particular case if we're talking about a foul because you can't in basketball you, we can't go back and start you know video on every maybe call should have called a foul play so well uh, i'm not saying that but i mean normally in like the last two minutes or whatever if you have some kind of like 
you know, if he caught like a lot of times I'll go back in and review them or whatever. But yeah, you know, like I said, on that one, I mean, like I said, I don't, and who knows, I mean, if he would have hit the free throws or not, I'm just saying I'm, I'm one of those people, except for when I'm trolling on the interwebs, which when I'm trolling on the interwebs, that's when, you know, alternate drew comes out and we all know what happens then. Um, but when I'm trolling on the internet, you know, I'll kind of like just say stuff in the form of words and sentences just to get people rolling sometimes. But in real yeah. life, I try to keep it like fair and balanced. Like, I don't want to be one of those people that's like, well, you know, whatever it is, what it is. Ha ha. We like, you know, it's like, okay, that probably should have been a foul, which we both said, but it was just, yeah. I don't know. It was weird. It was a very hard fought game. That was the lowest scoring win that the Tennessee volunteers have had since 1984. Um, so it's a very weird, uncharacteristic type game. I, like I said, I love just defensive battles where they're out there just duking it out. Um, I love games like that. I know it's not super fun to watch for a lot of people, but like, you know, I mean, obviously I'd rather a score more, but you know, it, like I said, it's funny because the basketball and the football teams reverse we're yep. on football. It's like, we're just going to score and, you're just gonna have to deal with it. You're either, you're gonna have to outscore us. Where, you know, in the basketball, it's like, well, you know, we're not gonna let you score. So we may only put up, you know, 16 points. But if you only put up 12, then you know. So I don't know. It's it's definitely weird. But um, you know, but yeah. So uh, we're gonna go ahead and take a break. We will come right back after this uh, this sponsored message. Uh, like I said, uh, in the meantime, if you hadn't already clicked like, click subscribe, we'll be right back. We over here at The Little Tangerine want to thank you for the support. Make sure you like and subscribe this show so you can be notified anytime we go live again. Make sure to visit www.bigdrewski.com. Now let's get back to the show. Oh, wait, do I need any more alcohol? Dude, uh, you haven't slept enough to be drinking and doing a podcast, bro. I'll be, I'll be, I'll be freaking, I'll be sleeping so good tonight, son. I made it all the way to Memphis back. No bullet holes, baby. It was nice. Oh. Was there protesters? No, I mean, it was pretty chillax. Where I went smelled, I mean, just reeked of weed. Um. <laughs> That yeah, is not, I mean, that's not that even, I, that's not even me being funny. Like, it's honest to God, the truth. Like, yeah. I, yeah. I hopped out of my vehicle and was like, ooh, mm, is Willie Nelson in town? <laughs> Damn. <laughs> okay. So, we're going to go ahead and get rolling again. Hey, guys, what is up? Uh, Big Drewski here with my co-host, uh, Casper, the co-host, the friendly ghost. Uh, what up, what up, what up? What up, what up? Uh, welcome back, welcome back to segment numero dos. Still no T fitty sighting, so we're just going to go ahead and rule him out for tonight's episode. Uh, getting into just general sports, you know, I'm a casual NASCAR fan again now. Um, got out of it because of the corporate stuff, you know. Uh, got a little messy there, you know, not quite as, uh, you know, outlawish as it used to be, but Casper's getting me back into it, so. Um, but just get into some general sports stuff. LeBron is chasing the record. Um, 
I, I think we've been over this, but are you team MJ? Are you team LeBron, team Kobe? What team are you on? Not team LeBron, by God. <laughs> uh, I mean, probably I'm probably team MJ still at this point. Although I will say, the farther and, and I, you know, RIP, but the farther we get from Kobe, the more I'm like, damn, dude, that man is a baller. Yeah, and, well, uh, I mean, he'll he'll tell the work you. ethic, man. Like it's the work ethic. That's the thing about about Kobe, you know. He'll tell you though, there is no Kobe without MJ. Like MJ took him under his wing. Like he 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 will he t- like there. There's been yeah. so much footage where he's admitted, like, dude, if it wasn't for MJ, like you'd have yeah. no Kobe. You know what I mean? So, yeah. um, but I mean, good for LeBron. You know, he's playing for forever. Um. You know, I mean, it, the longevity, you know, I, like I will say, I guess to play devil's advocate, like, and I, I said this to some people the other day and they got really worked up, but best all around athlete ever, I would say is probably LeBron from the standpoint of like, he can play pretty much any position on the court. He could probably play baseball. He probably could have played football. I don't know that he could have fit in a race car or anything. Probably couldn't have been a jockey, though, because, you know, it's kind of hard to get a good running start when your feet's dragging the ground. But, I mean, like, as far as, like, all the other sports, though, he's probably the most well-rounded athlete ever. But it's like when you're talking about the GOAT, the greatest of all time, you kind of have to look at all of it. And I just don't know that. I mean, I Kobe would be rolling over in his grave. I feel like with all due respect, if he seen like one of his teammates or somebody just like walk off the court in the middle of the playoffs. Like I still, I will never forget that. Like, I don't care how much you're doing as mind. well, just for the record too. Yeah. Like, I yeah. mean, if that was like, I feel like if, if, LeBron played for the Bobcats or whatever, like MJ would have packed his stuff and just sent him back to, you know, where's he from? Akron catering. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I, to put LeBron up there, but like I said, I, if LeBron, you know, am I, I'm not going to get political or anything, but if he would have just continued to play basketball, I think, um, he, he would have that, a chance. But yeah, I mean that, that that definitely so. hurt him. But like I think back to some of the the series early on where he is like he didn't want the ball in high pressure situations. I mean he finally got it yeah. figured out and stuff. But yeah. you know to this day, I mean, and I, I could be wrong because I've not looked it up in a few months. But to this day, MJ still has more game winning shots than anybody. Like actual buzzer beaters. Like I think he's got like nine. And I think Damian Lillard has like seven or eight or something, but still to this day has more like actual letting go of the ball. It's in the air, drops in like game winning shots than anybody else. But I mean, like I grew up watching them both. And to me, I'm like, it's just not even close. But speaking of goats, we're going to, we're going to pivot. This is what's called a segue. I'm getting better at these, okay? Uh, the GOAT has retired, uh, the greatest quarterback of all time. Uh, well, in my opinion, I think Casper feels the same way, but he's he's retired for good this year. Have you seen the jars? Yeah, for like $25,000 on eBay. Of sand? You know, 
since we're talking about that real quick, um, somebody's going to prison for that. You do know that, right? Somebody is going to prison for that because you cannot sell that. You know, what, so environmental people, stuff? Yeah, oh, yeah. They, they, they'll have them buried. Are we sure, though? Because yeah. I'm pretty sure my yeah. mom has bought copious amounts of like sand from Myrtle Beach and like little mason jars over the years. Yeah, but that probably was for like three dollars. Nobody cared, and they weren't posting on. So eBay. it's so it's like, the amount. So oh, so they're trying to get him of like well, desecration of be. I say him. I don't know why. I said yeah, whoever him. it is, they're gonna get it, and then you know they're gonna be like, well, we'll take all that money and then everything else you have, you greedy. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, uh, you greedy person. I, I mean, um, I'm, I'm trying to not cuss, but I mean, it kind of yeah. is what it is. By I'm the way, do you remember what Tom quit? That's what I'm trying to say. And you know, I mean, it's the same thing like the people that was ripping grass out of football fields this year that got arrested. Same shit. I mean, for the record, uh, that lady looked exactly like I pictured. Uh, yeah, same. Same. I mean, hundred. Uh, I you know, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I you know, when I first heard of that or heard about that story. I already had the picture in my head and she really just fit all of them. Uh, every, everything that I could have possibly imagined. Yep. But yeah, I mean, you've always got people like that. Um, but no, I did not know about the whole, I, like I said, I guess because it was so expensive thing. I mean, that's the only thing I can think of. I mean, uh, it can't be legal. It's just, it's one of those, just, just cause it's never been prosecuted before. That mean, it won't be now. And once it makes national news, you know, it, it just it is what it is but yeah so uh the goat tom brady is retiring that's the good news uh i think it's time just for the record i mean uh, you know i don't want him to be the goat i grew up despising him but and i think we've talked about this but like had he not went down to tampa you always would have kind of wondered like eh was it Bill Belichick? Was it Gronk? But I mean, oh, well, I guess he took Gronk with him. But the fact that he went down to Tampa and got another one, it's like, oh, my God, dude. He's got 90% of the records. I mean, I don't, I don't, there's no point in me pulling the stats up because, like, he's got all of them pretty much. But, you know, when you look at the stats, you look at the records, the – uh, the Super Bowls, which, you know, where I'm not even going to go down that rabbit hole. We've got – Someone in our circle who, you know, is very high on Aaron Rodgers. What up, Ed? Ed said, what's up? This guy. This guy's what's up, Ed. Ed is like one of my favorite reoccurring people that gets on here. Ed, you're the shout man. Out, shout out to Ed and shout out to Ryan. Ed and Ryan. Oh, Dirty Ooh, Max O2. By the time, you know, this podcast Airs, he's going to be probably changed his username already. But yeah, you guys are a couple of my faves. I've got some faves that hop on here quite a quite a bit, uh, quite a bit. But yes, no, I didn't want Brady to be the the goat. Um, you know, he looks like an Abercrombie model. His hair is perfect. I don't know how he chipped that just perfectly sculpted dimple right here in the middle of his chin. Uh, kind of looks like, you know, Clef the Boy Chin Wonder. Um, his teeth are immaculate. I mean, you know, going back to the whole Will Levis thing, I mean, he looks phenomenal while he's throwing the ball, except he actually, like, you know, does stuff with it when he throws the ball. But, I mean, uh, you know, I, I didn't want Brady to be the GOAT, but it just, I don't, I just don't see how you can argue with it. I mean, 
there's people that say, no, QBR's the only way. That's the only way you know. But, I mean, I, I think you nailed it on your podcast earlier this week about that whole thing, though. Like, greatest and then be- greatest of all time and then best in position is two different things. And we're, I'm, you know, I, he's the greatest of all time. He's the yeah, greatest like, one to play football. I mean, any greatest – Mobile quarterback of all time, you could probably say like Michael Vick or maybe Lamar Jackson. Uh, best, best or most accurate quarterback, you could probably say Rodgers if you chopped it off before this year. Um, yeah, hopefully, I'll play another year or two, then we don't have to say that anymore. Yeah, that way we can ride that <laughs> ride that dip since we ain't got Devontae to make us look yeah. good anymore. Yeah. Um, oh, he's going. No, no. Did you hear though? Oh, well, sorry. That's later in the show. Uh, oh, but yeah. I mean, what is it? Uh, there, I guess he was at a golf tournament today, or maybe it's some old Rogers or Devontae? Rogers. Rogers. And um, it was on, I think it was on CBS Sports Network from the clip I saw. And they were talking to him, like, so where are you going? And he's like, well, all these people out here keep saying Devontae misses me. And there's a lot of Rangers fans out here trying to get me to go there. And we're having some fun with it. And I was like, oh, oh. Yeah, he knows. He knows he needs Devontae to make him look good. He's like, yo, bro, let me try to squeak out another 20 mil. Just give me one more year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, uh, other than that, you know. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think you can look at people. Uh, by the way, what up, cousin? Um, the I, I just looked at the username on that one. But, uh but yeah, like I think you can look at certain people and be like, "Oh, they're the best at this. They're the best at that." But like when you look at someone, you say they're the best at quarterbacking. You can't just say mobile accuracy wins postseason. Like you have to kind of look at all of it. You know, like Dan Marino, great quarterback, but then like you look at the postseason and it's like, and I'm not saying that like you know that that's all that matters, but I just think you have to look at all of it. Like, yeah, Vinatieri got a few. Brady did a pretty good amount of work at times, and he goes down to Tampa, who used to suck. We used to make fun of him. Now, all of a sudden, they're good again. You know, I mean, if he never would have went down to Tampa, I would have been like, ah, it's Belichick, or ah, it's Gronk, yeah. or whatever. But, you know, when the man well, goes down to both said like it's not like we like Tom Brady before like we no like I don't like I still don't like Tom Brady but I respect him and it was great to watch him play right like that's yeah, what I both mean, it but it just gets to the point where you just gotta sit back and watch it be like I mean it is what it is and like I've never hit that point with LeBron going back to that discussion like watching Michael it was like Michael Jordan is like you you know what you're seeing in front of you it's just but. And I'm not saying LeBron's not great. It's just when you look at the greatest of all time, man, like, I don't know, yeah. just a whole yeah. different thing. But speaking of that, oh, well, sorry, were you, did you have another point? No. Speak now or forever hold your beef. I'm good. Okay. I'm just going to hit you with it. You ready? Yeah. Is the NFL rigged? <sighs> <laughs> All right, so we're gonna have to we're gonna have to do some definitions here um, because I've been doing since our conversation this yesterday. Is, I did a little bit more research on the internet. This so has let been me, a hot button yeah. topic. So, I, I did I, I have like I have to bring it up. 
Yeah, no, I, I think it has to be discussed if you have a sports show and you're talking about football, okay? Um, I don't think football – so there's two words here that I've seen used on the internet, two. Just two, not one, but two. So the first one, first word that I keep seeing is scripted. It's not WWE. It's not scripted. So, no, I do not think it is scripted. Okay, do you hear that? Everybody heard that. Do you agree? I mean, I, yeah, they I, don't hand I out don't, the script. This beginning yeah, of the year, think so it's, what's going to happen? Yeah, like I don't think it's like WWE yeah. where they're like, okay, yeah. you're going to win and you're going to lose and you're going to twist your ankle at the 35 with seven minutes left. You know, like I don't think it's scripted from like that standpoint. Yeah. Um, now the word number two for those of you who are watching, the one that we're talking about is rigged, as in Donald Trump's favorite word, rigged. Okay, um, by that we mean that, that, you know, altering the outcome preferably, but not writing the the play. We're not writing the play, we're, we're pushing it on course. Yeah, so bit. like, so like, I don't think it's, like you said, I don't think it's scripted from where it's like, you know, this, this, and this, and this, this is going to happen. I do, however, think, like you said, I think that the NFL probably talks with the refs or whoever and says either, A, okay, we, like, I I, I don't know if there's, and again, this is all, this is all speculation. I don't have any kind of inside information, but I think that there's times where, like, for instance, if you have, like, a, you know, Rodgers in the Packers or a Brady in New England or a, you know, Lamar Jackson in, you know, Baltimore, when you have a team like that going up against, like, maybe they just had somebody get hurt or whatever, and they're in the wild card, and then, you know, you got this one team that just kind of lucked in there, you know, I think that there's probably some type of conversation that's like, you know, obviously we would prefer this team to win. They're a little bit more, you know, whatever. But I definitely think bare minimum that there's times where they pick opportunities to where, like, for instance, I mean, the only reason we're talking about this is that stupid Chiefs game, right? Chiefs versus who was it? Yeah. The Bengals. Yeah. Um, you know, you have the play where, Patty Mahomes is is you know running out to the end, which I looked at the one. No, I didn't watch that game. I watched the previous one. I didn't watch that one. To me, I understand why they called that play because he was already kind of clearly going out of bounds, protect the quarterback, all that. But you were saying there were some other questionable calls earlier in the game that was like, okay, you called that, but why didn't you call this? Right? Yeah. So, um. I, for me, it was more than just a one play. I know you said you didn't get to watch, but um, there's also you had the intentional grounding call that went against the Bengals that was clearly like just, I mean, there is a guy right there and he got sacked as he was throwing the ball. Like it, it was, it was on the way. That was pretty bad. There's also roughing the passer that they should have called against Kansas City um, that they missed there at the end of that game. Um, and they didn't call that roughing the passer. And if you go, if you can find that clip, you don't have to right now, but go back and watch it later. Uh, that if you compare that clip of that no call to the late hit out of bounds, they're very, very, very similar, and both clearly after probably when there should have been contact, if that makes sense. Um, but similar force, 
similar fall. Um, so I, you know, yeah. Uh, but so back to your whole thing about you know maybe they talk to the NFL. I don't even know that they talk to the NFL. I think that part of it is just like you know referees aren't perfect. I think they're influenced by who's supposed to be good and who is good and all that kind of thing. What what I did? <laughs> Nothing. I was. Okay. I was just saying hey um, but no, I mean, like you said, I think well, okay, another example, right? Like kind of just adding to what you're talking about. I'm a Titans fan, so you know, there's I mean, I'm I'm just Tennessee, right? But like so I tried to not be what's the word? Not like preferential, but kind of preferent like what's the word? Try when, to be, I try to be in the middle on yeah, stuff. Biased. You're not trying to be biased. Yeah, biased. That's it. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm running on low sleep right now, but yeah. um, I'm trying to not be biased because it's like, okay, I'm a Titans fan, but like, dude, the end of that game, the Josh Dobbs hit slash fumble, quote unquote, you know, whatever. I mean, prime example, it's like, okay, like, in my mind, I'm like, okay, I'm a Titans fan, but like, I'm 100% sure his arm was going forward. You know, it's like, I just feel like there's times, and again, the Titans started off really good, then they wasn't doing so hot. And I'm trying to remember who they were playing, um, which is escaping me now. Yeah, I don't know. I apologize. I don't remember if it was, I, I mean, I could go back and look it up, but I don't remember who they were playing. But, um, but anyways, you know, I think there's just times where they're not necessarily, I don't think that, I think there might be times where they're kind of saying, hey, we kind of prefer this team to win. But then there's also times where I think they're just trying to get a preferential, like, outcome. So, like, the Chiefs game, I don't necessarily know that the NFL benefits any better or worse from having Burrow and his, like, you know, sparkling blue eyes and, like, you know, whatever his hair and all that. Like, I don't know. I mean, if, if they benefit any better from having him in the playoffs versus Patty Mahomes, who also has great hair or Patty, Ver- you know, I'm like, I think yeah. the teams are somewhat interchangeable. I think in that situation, they were just basically saying, Hey, you know what? Like it would be real. It would be that much better if you could set up a game winning field goal. Cause that ending is more dramatic. Like, I don't think that they were trying to swing it towards the Chiefs, I think they were just – because it's like naturally taking a nil to end the game is not going to be nearly as dramatic as a game winning field goal. Uh, oh, well, but, I mean, it wasn't a nil. I mean, so it was a tie game and they kicked a field goal to break the tie. Like, they could have gone to overtime. So, I maybe, maybe. But, yeah. like I said, I, I just feel like there's preferential treatment given to certain players, maybe, if nothing else. At a bare minimum, there's that. There's been that for years, though, particularly in basketball, right? Mm. We you hear about that in basketball a lot. Football back way. in the day, yeah. Uh, you know, he he was kind of. I mean, even they were talking about that today. Um, you know, in the balls game, even you know, Blachich. Yeah, you know, they said he's got like a reputation. Uh, there was that one where they said he was taunting the guy when he was basically just like looking at him. You know, yeah. or whatever. It's but you know, guys get reputations all the time. Indomica Sue's another one. You know, uh, he got kind of a reputation for just being an a hole, and so it was like any little thing he did, they were throwing flags and whatever. But yeah. well, uh, that's because he's the dirtiest player in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, he yeah. is, but I think he tried <laughs> to walk it back a little bit. But I mean, but it's one of those things like 
yeah, he's a dirty player, but he's not always technically in the wrong. But when you, yeah. you know what I mean, when you pick up a rep, though, by the way, that game was versus the Jaguars, I'm pretty sure. Because, okay. again, Trevor Lawrence, great head of hair. You really, would you rather have Trevor Lawrence's silky smooth Pantene fresh hair? Or would you rather have Josh Dobbs, who, you know, has no eyebrows, super slick, you know, I mean, like, super smart dude, but it's like the markability there. I feel like that's that's there sometimes. But, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, but anyways. Um, so, super no, the Bowl NFL pro- is not rigged, by the way. But, but you said it's it not is, rigged. I don't think it's rigged, but I think that it's – Skewed, yes, yes, is that a good I, word? I yeah. yeah, influenced. Let's say influenced. I think influence is the word that I, like. I think it's influence. oh, influencers. Just that's one of those words that makes me cringe. It's like just because you want to be one, okay? <laughs> no, I, I don't like that term. It's like I've had people tell me before, like, no, we consider ourselves a fan of yours. I'm like, don't call yourself a fan. That just that makes me feel weird. Like, yeah. I just I don't. But the whole influencer, I don't like that term because you're implying that like you're openly, in my opinion, you're openly implying that you can manipulate other people. You can influence their decision. I just don't like that word. Um, I don't know. Brand ambassador. I don't know. I don't know what word sounds better, but I don't like that word. That's fair. That's fair. Super Bowl predictions. Oh, are we both team team Eagles? Do you want to take like that? Poor, poor predicting. Uh, I mean, not like I mean, I don't really care either way. My Titans are out, but I'm I'm thinking that the Eagles will probably win. I mean, that's just kind so, of my prediction, I guess you would say. I kind of was until I talked to T Fitty yesterday, and um, I think I'm I think I'm pulling on Chiefs now. And yeah, over really, what what did he say that swung you? Well, you're talking about the fact that the only reason that I would have picked the Eagles is um, my home ankle. And two weeks off, you know, I think he'll be ready to go. That's that's pretty much it. I mean, it's, I, you know. Also, I do want to throw out the one college football stat that is interesting. Jalen Hurts. Did never get it done. Just gonna let you know that. Did not ever get it done. He watched other people get it done though. Right. I thought so, he won one though when he second was stringer at Philadelphia. I mean he won one and he did start the game, but he got pulled for Tua. I was thinking though I was thinking there's a a year I thought there was like he went twice or something though. I mean I'm I could be wrong. I could be high, but I was thinking I, mean, I don't think you're high. I don't think he went twice though. That I know of, but uh, I might have to look that up. I'm not. He, he didn't just, start. No, I know he got pulled, and then two yeah. came in, and the rest was kind of history. But uh, yeah. Um, did he go to one with Oklahoma? I don't think so. No, he didn't go with Oklahoma. Yeah, I don't, I don't think so. But um, yeah, I, I mean, Jalen Hurts is good, but I mean, no, the only one they got was 2017. I think it was when he got yeah. pulled. Chiefs been there, done that. That's my. That's my biggest thing. Chiefs the Eagles there, have been there and done that, though, just not with hers. Not with that team. 
It's been I a while. I got Derek Barnett, former ball for life. VFL baby. Um, you know, like I said, I don't listen. I hate actually I like Chiefs as a team, uh, but there's one person in my life that's been a past in my life as a that was an employer of mine and he really loves the Chiefs and I you know it'd be I maybe just want the Chiefs to lose. Love the guy. He's actually a really great guy, but I just really he I, I enjoy those super nice guy, guy but out of Kansas yeah. City losing football games. It's very enjoyable. <laughs> I mean I feel you that's how I am with the Packers. They've done nothing wrong to me personally, but it's just the people that are surrounding me. Yeah. Yeah. That our Packers fans are what make it. Well, he's he's not like an obnoxious person per se. He just like he's all about the Chiefs and like he's miserable when they lose. It ruins his whole life. Like it's worse than uh, than you would have felt when we lost South Carolina. You know, <laughs> like it's bad. It's bad. We don't talk about that school. It's the Cox. The uh, the school that cannot be named. Yeah, that one. Sorry, my bad. I don't know why I have Tom Brady retiring twice on my show notes, but I mean that's uh, I guess that's kind of where we're at. So he did retire twice. Oh, well, he stat. did retire twice. Quick I know where you're going with this. I love every because second. That do matter. <laughs> the, those I of you that are going. Aaron Rodgers whack-offs. I just want you to know that um, Tom Brady has now retired uh, more times than Aaron Rodgers has won the Super Bowl. And, um, for some reason. Aaron Rodgers has actually considered retiring more times than Tom Brady. Mm, that's interesting. I mean, do we I, give, I love that. I love that. What award can we give Rodgers for being the like, you know, just complete? What's that award that they give for like the really world? terrible actors? Um, <laughs> I don't know. I forgot what it's called, but there's some award that they give to like, or like I the worst song it. of the year or something. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, this is the third year in a row of this crap. I, I'm glad I'm not a Packer. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, and like I said, I don't have anything against you know Rogers as a person or the Packers <laughs> as a whole. It's just the people that I have surrounded around me have made me just despise everything that has to do with anything of the Packers. Uh, it just is what it is. But, uh, yeah, so we're going to take our next break. Um, coming back, we're going to get back into a little bit of college football and some more ball stuff. We had to take a little bit of a break. Didn't want to do too big of a segment just on the balls. So we had to kind of break it up a little bit. But we are going to take a short break. And then we will get back after it. Don't go anywhere. Pinkerski and Casper, little tangerine show, baby. All right, guys, welcome back to the little tangerine show. Your host, Big Drewski. Your co-hostess with the mostest, Casper the ghostest, to my, well, my left, y'all's right. Uh, we are back from our second segment. Um, got to do a little chit and chatting with everybody on the interwebs. Welcome, welcome to all y'all that are watching live. If you want to catch up on anything that you missed, um, just click the link tree in my bio, or you can go to the link tree l-i-n-k-t-r dot e-e slash big ladrewski boom promos out of the way all right awesome now 
man, this is devastating news for me. Okay, so it's your story. I'm gonna I'm gonna cue it up, tee it up, whatever. Then you can come in with the swipe. But uh, those of you who have watched me from the beginning, um, just for the record, I was screaming, you know falls all the way baby you know all year long um, nobody believed me that we we're gonna win you know eight plus games this year um all year long my tradition every single friday game day eve for my followers you know what it is every friday i go to bohong lace and I get me a biscuit. Now, the biscuit's interchangeable. Sometimes it's bacon, egg, and cheese. Sometimes it's ch- Cajun chicken filet. But I go to Bohonglays, a.k.a. Bojangles. A, because the chicken is nice. It's fried. It's everything right. But for two, it's got orange in the logo. And the only Popeyes that's nearby gave me, like, fast food or gave me food poisoning last time I ate it. And I just can't go there anymore. So I go to Bohonglays. Every Friday, I get essentially the same thing with a Southern Shock. Every Friday, the only time if you don't know what that is, you're missing out. But apparently, they are discontinuing it at some stores. But it's the same thing when you go to Taco Bell, they got Baja Blast, Southern Shock. You can only get it at Bohong Lace. Uh, and I got it every Friday. Why? Because it's orange. The only time I didn't do this was when we played Georgia, and we all know what happened. I apologize. I take full responsibility for my actions. Um, just for the record, that was, um, you know, the anti-Drew. And sometimes he just does what he wants because he plays for keeps. Um... Yeah, so um, every Friday, Southern Shock, without fail, on game day, my traditions are I always eat from somewhere that is either the logo is orange or the food is orange. So, example, if I want pizza, I go to Little Caesars. If I order pizza or I order food, I'll get hot wings because they're orange. Um, And I even will go, like, even if we order from, like, Domino's or Pizza Hut, I will get the chicken bacon ranch pizza with the hot sauce drizzle. Why? Because it's orange and white. I don't know why I like this, but I do it. Okay, so what game was it that – what game was it that broke my heart? South Carolina. Was it South Carolina? Yeah. Where they yeah. were like, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, we're not doing that anymore and whatever. Yeah, um, yeah it was this. Yeah, I, I didn't even think about that. So I go to like three separate Bohonglays, and they do not have my coveted Southern Shock. So that's twice now that Bohonglays has screwed me up. I know it's Bojangles, guys. Just. Live a little and believe in something. Um, everybody, you know, shitting on me for everything else. So, oh, going to have to mark the cuss. What, what was that, 137? <laughs> right. Go ahead and take a little note, Ski. Thankfully, I don't have to edit too much of this. But, yeah, so, you know, that's that's twice now that they broke my heart. But not only did they discontinue. You know, I'm just going to let you tell the story. I'm, I'm getting too oh. upset about it. So he's he's real upset, guys. So uh, the the Bojangles that Drew visited um, on a 
on a weekly basis during football season. I I visit that as well um, on a regular basis, and I haven't been there in a while. I'm going to have to uh, hold Peyton while you're telling the story. Go on. So this week I uh, happened to venture into that that establishment that uh, decided to quit carrying Southern Chalk. And so the whole time the question that me and – the, we, buddy over we, here have been we asking call them is, the Bumble Squirts what? on here. That's our nickname for our little group. But huh? I said we can call them. We you know our nickname for it's our group Bumble is Squirt, the Bumble Squirts. Squirt, just me so. and you because the rest of them don't. They're a bunch of fakers, anyways. But anyways, um, so I went to this establishment. I think on Thursday this week, and um, walked in the door, and they had replaced it. It had had an out order sticker on that that dispenser on the machine for. It's like while. opening up a fresh yeah. wound that and, is almost um, healed, actually, as you're telling the story. It's depressing. I was like, well, I mean, we had talked about it. And like, Maybe they'll replace it with another flavor Mountain Dew. <laughs> you know, something good. But um, no, guys, it was uh, Pepsi Zero Sugar. So this machine has six, I repeat, six drinks on it. And three were Pepsi. Number one, number two, Diet Pepsi, and number three, Pepsi Zero Sugar. That is desecration. Um, it's sacrilege. It's just plain wrong on so many levels. It offends yeah. me. I yeah. don't. I don't like it. That make me feel good. That make me happy. And I don't get offended often. But when you take my luscious, delicious Southern Shock and you replace it with trash pe- Pepsi trash. Zero. Trash. Not even Mountain Dew. Not even Diet Mountain Dew. Dale yeah. Jr., you know, raise Trash. hell and praise Dale, yeah. right? Yeah. Dale Jr. drove for, you know, Diet Not Cheerwine. We're thinking maybe Cheerwine. Couldn't even do that. I, I would even whore myself out for like, you know, like some Cherry Sierra Mist or something, but you're going to go and Sierra just lay. no longer a thing. They canceled that <sighs> shit. Is there any, any point in the show anymore? It's, Is there- it's now called Starry, which makes, I, you know, I just can't drink that. I can't do it. Um, it makes me want to put on a Chubsy or something. So, um, you know, I I don't know. But, yeah, so that's the story of what used to be Southern Shock. Um, if anybody that listens to this happens to work at a Bojangles and get, get your hand on a case or five of that stuff, uh, please contact Big Drewski or myself. I don't know. They're they're kind of ditching me now. I mean, not. I mean, I I don't. I don't. I mean, I don't guess I don't know that technically this could be a Mountain Dew issue, brother. This is no, no, no. Well, this is a how far up the corporate chain? Because I'm going to write a scathing letter. I just need to know where to send it. I think that this is a Pepsi corporate Bojangles issue where now that they're, you know, we have to have diet zero sugar and regular. You can't have just diet or zero sugar, and they, you know. But here's the problem with Bojangles: have a freaking have a dispenser with more than six drinks. How many? I mean, six sodas. Is it Is it Firehouse Subs that has like the Mad Scientist thing? Yeah, where you can go in and it's got yeah, they have it. There's a lot of places have that now, but yeah, I mean, do something. You know, do better. Do better. I mean, I'm a hardcore fan some boat yeah. angles like i tear it up and i don't know 
you know, I've only been back probably like three times, I think, since this happened anyways, because yeah. it was too hard for me to walk in there, because it was like, as soon as I walked in, I could almost taste the Southern Shock in my esophagus, like as soon as I walked through the door, and it, yeah, it was already painful enough to just have to walk in there and not enjoy the deliciousness that is Southern Shock, but to just, you know, I mean, it's like... You know, if you have a hardcore breakup with the love of your life, you're not going to go over to her mom's house. I mean, pain and suffering. I mean, I think we have a case. I, I mean, I'm here's a lawyer. Dude, so, okay. So just to let y'all know how hardcore this obsession was, when we first found out the news, me and old Casper here and our other buddy, Josh, the Mickinick, which we bring on, I'm, I, you know, it happened. I mean, I'm not <laughs> away from it and shy away. Like it, it is what it is now. But, and so at the time, now keep in mind, this was the week of South Carolina and we all know what happened there. But, uh, so we were like hardcore, like trying to be like, okay, because your exact words, Peyton as my witness was okay. First and more, most important thing is we got to secure the Southern Shock. So we were like calling everybody that we knew, anybody that worked at Bojangles, like, hey, you know, what do we have to do to make a case fall off the truck? Like, what, how can we make this happen? We're still looking. Yeah, we're, we're, well, I don't know. Like I said, they're kind of dead to me, but. It was, we were like, okay, so, and then I think, so in the process of this, Mick and Nick Josh at his work, we found out that they had an old soda machine that they were no longer using. So we're like, oh baby, we got the soda machine. Like we might be able to make this happen. We just got to find somebody that respects, you know, that just doesn't respect their job enough to just leave it somewhere for 20 to 50 bucks. I don't, I mean, we would have probably all went in if we had to, because at the time we're thinking, dude, all we got to do is win out. We're going to the natty. We can't risk it. The only time we didn't, we lost to Georgia. Like we got to go all out. And it's like, and I mean, we were, I, I, you know, there's there's not a whole lot of things I'd do for Klondike Bar, but at the time I was I was really ready to risk it all, and I was going to do some less than questionable things that would probably dishonor my family. But it, it was this was like a legitimate thing, like we were actually scheming, and like we all were at work. But if we wasn't, just you might as well picture maps on the walls, you know, like like crayon colored drawings, the whole nine yards. Like we were full on, had the schematics and everything yeah. trying to cook together. Look a little bit like uh, the manifest board. Yes. It's all yeah. connected. Um, but it, yeah. And then, you know, we didn't get it and then we lost and it is, it is what it is now. But, um, you know, it's, it, it is what it is. But so, yeah. So, to go through all of that, and, I, and then it's like, okay, well, now what? So I guess I'm looking for a new, you know, game day situation. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't think I can do Popeyes, but Little Caesars, maybe. I don't know. I don't know where I'm going to go. We'll figure it out. But so, if anybody'd like to sponsor though, 
Big Drew's Orange Friday meal of the week. Yeah, orange. So it, it either has to be an orange logo or the food has to be orange. So like hot wings, pizza, like bacon ranch pizza with hot sauce drizzle. It's got to be orange. That's my only criteria. Even like, did you see where Hardee's was doing like the orange and white Vol Burger, whatever it's called? Yeah, something like that. Um, yeah, it's just, it is what it is. Um, so, moving on from that traumatic event, because we now that we've rehashed that, I may or may not sleep tonight. Moving on from that, okay. Um, I have been trolling some people. I do that from time to time. Uh, I'm not going to say I'm proud of it, but it is what it is. I just think it's funny because, like, Anytime you're happy about anything related to the Vols, people just like want to come in and like you know, make fun of you and stuff. Um, so I've been trolling some people pretty hard. And I know for those of you that follow me, okay, you got to keep in mind some of this is sort of kind of on perfect, but I posted a meme. And it was basically, it was like a picture of our baseball team, our basketball team, our football team. And it said, within the last 365, first in baseball, first in football second in basketball and of course people are like no but you ain't done nothing you ain't never gonna do nothing you never can win the last game it don't mean nothing without a natty or a championship you know you had one good year now you think you're back you know all this stuff of course i always respond with we back baby (laughs) or you know like can't touch us i don't know whatever i just i just like to mess with people but the keep the thing I keep seeing over and over and over again is you haven't won nothing, you ain't done nothing, it don't matter without natty, blah, 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 blah. So I guess the question that I'm gonna pose, and I think I probably know what your answer is gonna be, but so in my mind, I'm looking at the last span of like, you know, the last twenty years. Our women's basketball was, there's times that was the only thing we had going for us. There's times where all we had was football. It's never been one cohesive thing. In my mind, natty or not, when you're looking at the scope of things and you're like, okay, baseball's, was it, second right now. Basketball's second. Football finished sixth. Not only that, but we... Won a New Year's Six Bowl in football in the orangiest orange bowl that's ever happened in the history of orange bowls. Orangiest. (laughs) The the orangiest. Um, So we won that. We were SEC champs in baseball, SEC champs in basketball. A lot of people's like, and that's like my favorite way to troll people because they're like, no, you ain't ain't got a single championship to show for it. I'm like, actually, we got two. No, SEC championships don't count. I'm like, well, you know, you should have been more specific. But so in your mind, do the Tennessee Vols fateful? Do they, is it unjustified? Should they feel bad for being excited for having two SEC championships and a New Year's Six Bowl and winning 11 seasons for, or 11 wins for the first time since 2001? Or should we just be like, okay, well, you know, we lucked out, just whatever, get over it. Like in your mind, is it justified to be happy about that? Or is it like, eh, let's pump the brakes a little bit, whatever. Like, what what do you think about that? Yeah, in my mind, it's completely justified. It's improvement from where we've been. Okay, and it's, it's consistent improvement, actually, if you go back and look at the last two years. Okay, this is not just a one-time fluke, right? This, it seems like a program change, and I, you know, I, 
you know my whole rant about football. Good Lord. The coaching thing that we've done for the last 10 years before Heupel. Golly. It's been rough. It's been this uh, whole thing of like, oh, you know, we ain't done, yeah. you know, like let's just fire everybody and move on and move on, you know, just start all over, get rid of everybody, you know, it is whatever. Yeah, so – but that to me, it's justified because, like I said, it's constant improvement. And um, you know, I, anybody that says it's not, you know, I mean, what? Who, who are we talking to? Like Missouri and Kentucky fans? Well, I, I mean, mean, so you know, not making the playoffs is what it is. Uh, yep. If it's twelve team playoff, which it will be in two years, because that's how yeah, I mean, us losing to South Carolina was the ballsiest balls thing that we could have possibly done. Like it is, yeah. I mean, that's, it's what we do, right? Like, it's like, all we got to do is beat South Carolina and then, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then we lose and we don't lose very good, which I guess Georgia, Georgia fans always want to say like, oh, we beat your ass. I'm like, oh, you know, 14 points though. Like if anybody beat our, you know, cause everybody always wants to say like, oh no, Stetson Bennett, that's your daddy. I'm like, if anybody's our daddy, it's Spencer Rattler. Yeah, Stetson. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they beat us, you know, pretty good. But fourteen they're, points they're is not nearly team. as embarrassing as like yeah. what yeah, we did in South Carolina. Team. So no, I think so. it's definite improvement. You know, we'll see how it continues throughout this year. And like I, we said earlier tonight, you know, we in our first segment there talking about um, uh, basketball. They they need to look good for the rest of the year. They need to get it together um, so we can finish out this year strong and look good. Um, but no, I mean, you know, don't worry about them people. Come on, man. Yeah. I mean, like I said, oh, I mean, like I said, I just, I keep trolling, but like in my mind, (laughs) I'm like, look, dude, I'm happy about it. We won 11 in football, our baseball team. Yeah. They haven't won a natty, but they're good. Our basketball team's good. Like for once I, you know, it's like, I can actually expect to maybe win a game or two. So like, I don't think that balls fans should be, you know embarrassed by that or upset about that like it is what it is yeah yeah uh mfs buddy uh tiktok ain't my only show there buddy i got like two million views on facebook so uh it is what it is but so anyways um so my question i think we talked about this in a podcast or two ago um football predictions over under nine games. I mean, we looked at the schedule a little bit, but my, my prediction is nine games. That's my prediction. Um, and I, that's cause I'm trying to be concerned. Well, I think nine is what we should win. I think when nine's good, I need to look at the anything eight, eight would be okay. Nine is good. Less than eight's disappointment. More than, more than nine is, is I'm excited. Let me see here. I just want Get it for myself. Um, so we got. Oh, wait, no, that's basketball. If we were gonna have a good run, honestly, I think it would probably be this year. Let's yeah, see. I mean, like like we were talking about the other day, it's all gonna depend on what our boy Joe Milton does. Uh, is he T. Martin Jr.? I mean, that's what a lot of people say. A lot of people say, like, oh, you know, Peyton was the better quarterback, and then T. Martin come in and won with his team. There's a lot of people saying the same thing about uh, 
you know, Joe Milton. Let me see here. Like, I mean, when you look at the schedule, it's like, man, that's not that bad. So September 2nd, Virginia. That is a neutral site game. That's a win. All time, we're three and one. So um, that should be a win. Austin P should be a win, which I'm actually pretty excited about that game because I'll get to watch Malachi Dow. I was trying to heavily recruit him for the Vols, but it didn't work. Um, Too bad. Except, yeah, I know. September 16th, Florida. I think that's, yeah, it's at Florida. They lead that series 31-21. I think we can get the dub, but I also think they're going to be looking for a lot to prove this year, so I'm not going to get my hopes up too high. We'll see what their quarterback situation is. UTSA should be a dub. Now, that actually might be a halfway decent game because they're kind of known for scoring some points, at least this past year. I mean, we'll see what they do this year, but. It better not be a good game. I'll tell you right now, it better not be a good game. Yeah, South Carolina. <laughs> F them. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I think I think we're probably going to be one to come out and kick them in the mouth. That is at so. Neyland so. Stadium. Yeah, but they always we might play have us, to buy tickets for that one. They always play us so scrappy. Texas A&M. They didn't play that well this year, but I feel like they're a lot better than they look. Uh, bam. Alabama, that's at Tuscaloosa. Tough one. They're going to be, like, just absolutely rock and rolling this year, dude. Like, they're not going to want to put up with anything. So, Although Saban, you know, he's sending players away. So, hey. Uh, Yeah, that I was considering talking about that. Uh, We might finish with that, but, yeah, no. Um, Kentucky. Kentucky is at Kentucky. Now, you were saying all year this year you thought that that might be a trap game. It may actually be a trap game this time. Um, I mean, we lead that series all time, 83-26, So, and we've tied nine. So, like, it seems like no matter how good Kentucky plays, we always beat them. But, I mean, I think we should be able to win that one. Then we got UConn. Mizzou, which Mizzou, sometimes they'll sneak up and get them. And then Georgia, that one's at home. So they're going to be kind of in a rebuild. Can we sneak in and get them? I don't know, maybe. The the whole Alabama thing, that's just going to depend on how their quarterback does, dude. Like, my God. Yeah. Uh, What was his name? Melro, Milro, whatever. Melro, something like that. Um, He's definitely going to have to improve on throwing the ball. And I don't know what kind of recruits they have coming in either. You know, oh, I mean, so they're I, number one in the nation right now. So back on the to the three the three losses that we're concerned about there, the the games that we're worried about is Florida, Georgia, and Alabama, right? That's it. Yeah, I mean that's kind of well. Respectfully, you can maybe throw Kentucky in there. Kentucky, they're just one of those teams. We we had their number this year. It was not game at home, but. Yeah. Uh, you know, not game at home, but every once in a while they'll sneak up and get us. But I think they're really going to be gunning for us. But Will Levis is going to – so, I mean, that one probably won't be. But, yeah, I mean, like you said, the big three, Georgia, Alabama, Florida in the Swamp. Yeah. Um, the other ones, you know, I don't want to make the mistake, which 
I, I've already done a whole podcast on mm-hmm. We're not going to backtrack, but the whole – we talked about how important Jeremy Banks missing that game really was and yeah. the, the things that may or may not have happened. Like, I can see why we dropped that one. But South Carolina is a good team. Like, they beat us. They turn around they beat Clemson. Like, they're a good team. So, like, it's – and they always play a scrappy. So, like, I don't want to make the same mistake and not respect that. Yeah. But uh, – yeah, but so you know. I think I think out of those three games, I, th- I think that, you know, if we can win one out of those three, that'd be good, and that leaves us, you know, one other game to screw up somewhere else. So if we win one of those, lose another one. I feel like that's why I feel pretty good about nine. Does that, that make sense? Yeah. You agree with it? I mean, I so like you said, nine I'm okay with. Eight I can live with, but any less than eight is just going to be – and, again, I don't want to put too much pressure. I don't want to fire the coach if we have less than eight. I'm I'm on record right now. We're not firing Heupel. We don't want to get rid of him. Like, no. Like, I want want at least, like, six years, at least. Yeah, you're talking about including the past two? Yeah. Like, six total? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I mean. Yeah. Let me see here. To see balls, football. I'm trying to get like an actual list, but no, like I think eight I can live with. I'd be pretty upset, but eight I can live with. Nine, I definitely think is doable for sure. Ten is like I think we can hit ten this year, but uh, I mean ten total, not ten. Yes, yeah, like ten total, not ten regular season, but. I just I'm not used to being good back to back. So like this is gonna be the first test, right? Because like leading into this year, you're kind of like, okay, how much of it is Danny Ainge or Danny Ainge? How many of it is Danny White? How much of it is Hypel? How much of it is Hooker? Like a lot of people think it's because of Hooker. Uh, a lot of people think, you know, there there's people that think different things. So yeah. this year is really gonna be like, okay, we're gonna have to like kind of show what we're made of, so to speak. But I don't know, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. Now, we talked about this briefly off camera, but uh, there's some people that are saying that there's like actually a competition between Joe and Nico. A, do you think there's a competition? I, I, I don't, just for the record, but do you think there's a competition? A, or B, um, should there be a competition if there is not already one? Okay, so I'm going to answer this backwards. So B... Um, there should not be a competition. No. Um, a, I think there is going to be a little bit of one. I think that uh, with the money he's getting in the deal, they have to kind of. I think either way, they're going to have to play it up. Right. The problem is if he doesn't play, you have to worry about him transferring. That's the problem. But um, no, I don't think there should be a competition. I think I was worried about it. Um, but then we played the Orange East of Orange Bowls, and Milton looked like. I mean, I, I. Let's ride. Let's give him a shot. And uh, he he sat there. I think he learned a lot from Hooker last year. Behind being behind him, I think he looked a lot more confident and in control. Um, whenever he made bad throws, he didn't come back and get nervous and do it again. He looked a lot more poised. So no, I and I don't. I think that the talk about you know Nico and should we be trading quarterbacks right now and and going into spring having a competition? I think it's a joke. I think it's disrespectful, and I think that it's going to possibly cause problems. So I really wish everybody just shut the hell up. That's kind of how I feel about it. Is that yeah, fair so like, uh, 
I mean, not an all the way hard stance, but like, so my thing is like, okay, so previously I've said it just like everybody else kind of question like, okay, he's got a cannon for an arm. We know that yeah, we're for sure on that. Okay. Yeah. Um, like, but can he throttle back enough to make some of those short to intermediate throws? Like that's always kind of been the biggest thing. Right. So, I had the same questions, but I'm like you, like coming into the orange bowl, I was like, man, you know, who knows what's going to happen. But like after he got in and after he played, I was like, man, you know, honestly, like to me, he, he kind of put all that stuff at rest. So I was kind of like, okay, well, you know, like I wasn't quite as nervous. Now can some of that stuff still creep up? Yeah. But I'm kind of like you, dude. I'm like, dude, just put a little respect on that dude's name. Like, yeah. I mean, he's proven that he deserves to be the starter. Not that Nico's not going to be good or whatever. But, you know, and honestly, like, Nico needs to bulk up a little bit too, man. Like, it's not just, you know, is he going to be good enough? But, like, dude, he's playing in the SEC now. He's he's a little, you know, a little on the thin side. So he's going to have to bulk up a little bit anyways. But, like, yeah. give the guy a year. Let him, you know, train behind Milton and stuff. Like, you know. We talk about this all the time on our, our our call there. The quarterbacks that come in, whether it's the NFL or college, and they go straight on the field, they're never ready. They get beat up, and then they start from behind because they're beat up. And that's, it, yeah. you know, I, I'm i like you. Let him sit. Yeah, um, let him sit. Let him learn. Like, I think he's going to be a beast. Now, I mean, I hope he plays with yeah. us for a little bit and doesn't yeah. just, like, take off and, you know, like, go do other stuff or whatever. But yeah. – like, I think he's going to be good. We just got to give him a little bit of time behind Milton. But, like, I mean, like, I'm still not 100% confident because, like, in high-pressure situations, it's like, how is he going to do? But, I mean, I think he's at least earned the spot. But, yeah, like, I don't know. I mean, we'll see what happens. We a still little, got, I mean, a little competition. I don't really want it to be a competition, like, to start. But, you know, let him have some reps. I mean, you know, I want Nico to get some experience. And obviously, hey, we want to score like 70 points a game even without Hooker, and we still want Nico to play it every game in the fourth quarter. So, I mean, I'm, I, personally, I do. So, I'm yeah. hoping to run the score up and break him in slow. I mean, um, I, guess, I guess we'll see what happens. I mean, I kind of yeah. wonder if they're going to redshirt him, but I feel like I don't see him. I mean, I could be wrong. But no, I, they're not, like, not going to redshirt him. I don't see him. him. There's I no I don't see them redshirting him with yeah. as highly anticipated as he is. Like, I think like kind of like you said, the $7 million arm thing, like you can't just leave him sitting yeah. on the, on the sideline. Yeah, so, I don't, I, I don't see when you have a talent like him, that's recruited that, that hard. The only red shirt they're probably ever going to use if they have an injury, which obviously we're hoping that never happens. But like, I mean, he's going to the draft in three years. So why just why redshirt him? I mean, I don't want him to start, but, you know, get him one year behind Milton, let him play for two years. Yeah. And he's gone. Yeah, right? I agree with you there. But, yeah, like, I don't I don't know why people are saying that there's going to be – I mean, like, Milton is clearly the guy. I think he's going to have to really, really, really mess up for them to pull him out. But also, it's kind of like, I mean, dude, like, I kind of hope that they – don't because like you said, I don't want to throw Nico in there and then throw him in too early and then yeah. him struggle because he's just I mean, basically a quote unquote rookie or freshman, whatever you want to call him. Um yeah. and then 
us have a whole new situation of like, okay, well now what are we gonna do? You know? We only want him to play in garbage time, right? Like that's it. Yeah, but that's kind of the ultimate goal. You know, with um what was that one guy that transferred out the other quarterback? Um Jackson? Taven? Yeah, with with who, him transferring out, there is nobody between Milton and and like that's it. It's Milton and Nico, right? So Yeah. Um, you know, I, I like I said, he the money thing makes it different. Um, but you still have to let them sit there. It's just, it is what it is. Yeah. Like that's, that's you know? the best thing to do. I mean, we can argue now, over the, the money thing being a screwed up system. Cause like, if he's not playing, he probably shouldn't be getting $2 million a year. Well, we know Nick opinion. Saban doesn't like NIL. I think I, did I cover that on the last podcast? No. Hmm. Uh, you, the Nick Saban thing. You might I think, have the one without me. Uh, yeah. I think you did. Yeah, you did. I I you, did. Yeah, um, you did. Yeah. You did. Do you think now this is random off the wall question? Do you think Deion Sanders goes to the playoffs in the first two years? Keep in mind, we're, is it next year we're opening up to twelve? No, it's the year after. N- like um, not this upcoming year, but the the following year. It's it's the season of twenty four. So yeah, that's what I mean. Uh, like so, like not this year, but the following year. Yeah. So, do you think um, in the Deion's first two years? second year at Colorado, can he be in the top 12 with the Colorado Buffaloes? I think so. No. Absolutely not. You don't absolutely think so? Absolutely not. You, if you want to record this, which you are, and you want to quit this, here, I'll go on a little rant. Deion Sanders and the Colorado Buffaloes will not be in the playoffs in the next two years. They won't be in it for the next four years, honestly. I, I just I don't think they're going to have it. No, but just to hear me out, I mean, like I think you got to look at the conference they're in. I mean that that's why I think that they may have a shot because uh, we're, I'm just going to pull up their schedule. We looked at it, they play absolutely nobody. I, I yeah. so bringing, now again, do what. He's bringing a lot of those players up with him, but man, I just I, the quarterback issue is the one. Like I don't want to. I, I like Dion. I like what he's doing, so I don't want to dump too hard. But like he, uh, the quarterback is. So we there's got, a well, mark so like now the there's there's a question mark. So I mean, we're gonna find out whether or not he can play at D one level, but. Yeah. Game one, TCU, they're going into rebuild kind of, right? I mean, they don't have Max Duggan. I mean, their coach is second year. Yeah. Majority of their staff is, like, brand new. So, we'll see what happens there. But they're playing TCU, playing Nebraska, Colorado State, Oregon, and USC. That's kind of a mm, yeah. I do want to go on record saying they're going to beat TCU right off the rip. If they beat TCU – and they get some confidence, like, man, I don't know. But then they're going to Oregon, then they're going to USC, then they're going to Arizona State. Or, well, maybe not going to, but playing Arizona I mean, State. Stanford, UCLA, Oregon State, Arizona, Washington State, Utah. I mean, I don't know that they're going to run the table in the first year, but, I mean, he's got, like, the number one cornerback. Okay. He's got Travis Hunter. Can Shador actually play? I don't know. Well, I mean, we don't know. He could. He could. He could completely ball out. Hope he does. But my thing is, so you you read off that list of those teams in our conference and you, USC, Oregon, Washington, and we're like they're not that good. 
Okay, that's because we're. Well, I'm trying, about where we're located at, though. We're I'm not trying to say that South they're not that good. I just think with the recruits that Colorado's bringing in, that's where I'm like, uh, I don't know, man. They might be able to at least squeak out some like a lucky win or two, but then like maybe do like a kind of convincing win against a couple people. So they're gonna have to win their conference to get in. The yeah. SEC's taking seven, six or seven teams. It's very possible. Playoff. Six or seven. I don't want to like, uh, you know. Uh, my money's on are, six. My money's on six SEC teams out of 12. Straight six. up. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm trying to not be like one of those crazy SEC fan people. That's I mean, like, so you know, am I. Like, but I, like, you know, but. But you look at the teams that didn't make it in, like, I don't, so I don't, the Vols wasn't supposed to be this good this year. We were. No. But we wasn't supposed to be this good. Correct. Um, but we were sitting there at sixth. You got Bama sitting there at fifth. LSU was hanging around. I think they might have dropped out of the top 12. But, I mean, you had some teams. I mean, then Ole Miss, they kind of pulled us and, like, sort of just, like, had all the, the hype and everything rolling and then kind of screwed it up. But, you know. Every one of those teams that you just listed probably would have beat um, TCU and probably would have beat Tulane. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I don't want to sound like one of those crazy, like, SEC raging whatevers, but it's just like, like, you look at some of that talent, man, it's like, I mean, Florida beat Utah. Yeah. So, yeah, like, they, this was not their year. (laughs) Bama was having an off year and spanked Kansas. I know, sorry, Kansas State. Um, So, it's like... You know, I try to not be like one of those rageaholic SEC type people, but then at the same time, it's like. But I mean, we've yeah. seen what happened, though. So, well, I think that the when this is kind of side tangent, but as far as this whole conference comparison situation that we're talking about, beyond being in, um, I think that five years into a twelve-team playoff, you go and you look at SEC wins. And you can probably get there'll be more SEC wins in a twelve team playoff than there will be um, all the rest of them combined. Yeah, but, hey, sorry, I don't yeah, love everybody I mean, in SEC, but I mean, it's like they. I think they were talking about like the SEC had it was something like twenty one five stars, and like the next conference down had like three or four or something. I mean, it's just I don't know, dude. Like, talent that's coming into the SEC. And then you also, by the time we've got a 12-team playoff, now you got Oklahoma and Texas in the mix. Yep. Like, when you look at well, there will game, be there will be one year, because we did determine that this week, that Texas and Oklahoma won't be there because they can't come till 25. So, there is one season of a 12-team playoff without Texas and Oklahoma, but that's it. Like, when you look at the expanded SEC, you got – so recruiting this year, Bama is first, and they're beating Georgia by twelve points in recruiting. Uh, Georgia second, Texas third, Oklahoma fourth. So that's four future and current SEC teams. Ohio State squeaks in at fifth. You got LSU six. You got Miami and Oregon seven, eight. Tennessee balls ninth. Notre Dame tenth. So that's like the top ten right there. But yeah. it's like. You know, it, it like like I said, and even Florida's fourteenth. You got so <clears throat> you got Notre Dame at tenth, Clemson at eleven, USC at twelve, 
Penn State 13, and then you got Florida at 14th. So, and then right after that, you got Florida, Texas A&M, South Carolina, Auburn. Boom, boom, boom. 14, 15, 16, 17. They're above Michigan, who made it in the top four. Uh, They're above TCU. Michigan's above TCU, who went to the national championship. I mean, it's just like, again, dude, it's like, I don't want to be one of those rageaholic, you know, SEC top, whatever, beating my chest, saying, oh, no, it's SEC's the best, but... Yeah, I'm not trying to be that way either. I mean, I'm originally an ACC guy, so you know, yeah, before um, you moved and wasn't, you know, when I was a child, but um, yeah, it's I'm not trying to just beat on my chest either. It's just that, like, it's facts, facts, stats matter. No, stats don't matter, (laughs) they never mattered. (sighs) Yeah, I don't know. It'd be like that sometimes, though. Yeah. But uh, if you're listening to this, feel free to let us know what you think. Hit up the link tree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash Big Ledrewski. For that matter, just hit up the website because it's probably going to be up by the time you guys hear this anyways. BigDrewski.com. Uh, that's pretty much all I have. you have any closing statements, any racing tidbits you want to throw out or attaboys, mm-hmm. thank yous? Closing the statement. Now that um, I'm finally letting you talk. <laughs> T Fitty, your jackass for not showing up today on time and not replying. Um Drew, yeah, thanks for having said, me on the show. It's a great he show. Said, he said, Yeah, you know, I, I might make it. I was like, I, you know, you know yeah. where to find us. But I like I said, I've got to just start rolling right at nine, whether yeah. it's uh, yeah. you know. no, I think I think it's fine. But um other than that, feel free to, to, I don't feel free to email of, us so. in and and you know give us crap about you know our third wheel that didn't want to show up tonight i'm just kidding but uh you know it's, it's fun as always i mean and again if you like racing check out casper's show uh yes caution flag contemplations listen i listen here's what you need to know so this is the one weekend of the year college football and nascar in the same stadium the Bush Clash in the L.A. Coliseum. Whenever USC got done with the football season on November 22nd, they said, we're taking this field out and we're paving it. And we're going to race cars on it after that. So, pretty awesome deal. Sit back oh, yeah. and enjoy that. I am a NASCAR uh, fan now, so I've got to, you know, I've got yeah. to really, really catch up. Eight but, o'clock uh, tomorrow night. Yeah. You better be ready. <laughs> oh, it's tomorrow. I don't yes. know. If I, <laughs> I don't. Yeah. I don't think I've got it. I'll have. I'll have to listen to your podcast just to get caught up. Yeah. I mean, well, hopefully my podcast is going to talk about NASCAR because it's going to be late. So I got to do that tomorrow night too. But um. But yeah, that's yeah. that's my NASCAR tidbit. We're we're actually racing on a football field tomorrow. So just want everybody to know that. <laughs> well, this has been uh, Big Drewski. I'm here with Casper. You're listening to episode, uh, was it six of season two? Until next time, I'm Big Drewski and I am out. Thank you guys for listening. We over here at the Little Tangerine want to thank you for the support. Make sure you like and subscribe this show so you can be notified anytime we go live again. Make sure to visit www.bigdrewski.com. Now let's get back to the show.